0: Call in at 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now.
3: Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to Calvary Live. And I am your host once again on this Tuesday. Uh, my name is Pastor Jeff Figs of Calvary Chapel Greeley, and I'm here as you are tuned in to Calvary Live. And this is an opportunity for you to be able to call in with your questions or your prayer requests. As you just heard, the number to call in is 303-690-3000. So give me a call. You can be on the air and uh, grab one of those open lines right now, early in the show, and let's talk about the things of the Lord. 303-690-3000. And so blessed to be with you once again on this beautiful June day in colorado welcome all grace fm listeners all along the front range and uh, it is indeed a beautiful time of the year as all of us are entering into summer those of you on the east coast as well listening on hope and truth fm we want to welcome you and uh, you are a week delayed uh, as you listen to the program but many of you are listening online so i want to welcome all the online listeners Throughout the country, our online listeners are growing. And uh, so you can call anywhere in the country, 303-690-3000, to be uh, on the show. And let's talk about the things of the Lord. Maybe a question has come up uh, in your Bible reading. Maybe you heard a teaching that you want some clarity and understanding. Perhaps you uh, want to know what our worldview as Christians should be about certain things that we see going on around the world are about Christian living. I want to be a blessing to you. I want to help you in your walk with the Lord. I want to be able to point you to the scriptures. The scriptures from Genesis 1-1 to Revelation 22-21 is all inspired. It's God breathed, and it is true for us today. So I'd love to be able to talk to you about the things of the Lord. So uh, there's another means for you to be able to Uh, ask a question or to uh, uh, ask for prayer, and that is through a dedicated text line, and that number is 720-336-0897, 720-336-0897. But we got a couple open lines uh, that you can be on the show. This is your show. This is an opportunity for you to call in and uh, talk about the things the Lord, or ask your Bible questions, or give your prayer requests. Uh, maybe you just need prayer, and we're here to minister to you in that way. That is very much a part of the ministry of Calvary Live. So, Pastor Jeff Figgs at Calvary Greeley with you today. Always a pleasure and a blessing to be with you. Let's go to Jack in Westminster as we begin our show today. Jack? Yes, sir. How are you?
4: Oh, doing fine. How are you, sir?
3: I'm doing good. Thanks for calling Calvary Live.
4: Yes, I was wondering, I read the Bible. Uh, I haven't read it, of course, front and back, but i read quite a bit of it. I was trying to find out what did Jesus or the Bible say about being cremated.
3: Well, the Bible doesn't really, that I know of, say anything about being cremated. There's uh, the question that comes up, you know, should we be cremated or not? Um I want to keep the proper perspective as I answer this because uh, there have been some that have called and said, "Well, I was told not to be cremated. Uh, that that's going to put my eternal state uh, at you know uh, at risk, or um, you know you'll lose your salvation, all kinds of things." What the Bible does say is this: that we go from dust to dust. From you know dust, we sh- you know we came from. From the dust back to the earth, we're going to return. The Bible says that it's a, it, the Bible says it's a point at once for man to die and then the judgment so Jack the the Bible doesn't really say anything and so cremation um, some people will call and say they've even said that their pastor said don't be cremated or you're going to go to hell and I can't imagine why a pastor would say that uh, because it's not in the Bible what determines your eternal state is what you do before you die not after you die first of all and jack can you imagine you going to heaven you have faith in jesus christ um you have been a believer um you're looking for you know the eternal hope that is promised to us because of our faith in jesus christ and the lord says up oh, sorry your family just had you cremated you got to go to hell i mean that's ridiculous when uh you Hear things like
5: that.
4: You give your life to Jesus and live by the way He wants you to live. Like to me, that would be enough, no matter what, if you buried or cremated.
3: Exactly, and and the thing is, our salvation comes by faith in Jesus Christ. And and the thing is, too, is cremation does in a short time what being put in the ground. You know does in a longer time, because eventually those who are put in the ground, their bodies decay. Uh, you have those who were burnt at the stake christians they they were burnt alive, so there's nothing in the scripture that says anything about cremation, and uh, I think it brings comfort to people because to because funerals and uh, you know things like that are very, very expensive, and some families don't have. The financial means to be able to buy a plot and get a coffin and the expense of that. So cremation is a lot more practical way of doing things. So the Bible doesn't say anything about it. The important thing, Jack is, is that it's appointed once for man to die, and then the judgment. And so our salvation is not based on what we do, uh, you know, how we're buried. It's based on giving our lives to him before we die. And and then, you know, the Lord, when the resurrection comes, when our bodies are resurrected, he knows exactly where every molecule is, every, you know, uh, part of our dust is that, to be able to resurrect us. So he's, he's quite a creator. He's all-powerful and all-knowing. So no problem with the Lord doing that. Does that help, right, Jack?
4: It's your, it's your internal soul, soul anyway, right?
3: Yeah, you know, to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord, Jack. So when we take our last breath, we go immediately to be with Jesus. And, you know, our bodies are in the ground, but at the rapture of the Church, that body is going to be resurrected, and we're going to get new heavenly bodies. So the resurrection speaks of not only eternal life, but it speaks of eternal life in a new heavenly body. So when we die... You There are some that say, hey, are we going to go into soul sleep until the resurrection? No, to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. Paul, he said that I'm between two opinions, whether to um, go home and be with the Lord or stay here with you. He didn't say whether to go in soul sleep for 2,000 years, because a lot of Christians can get mixed up. In a false doctrine about soul sleep, the the body sleeps until the resurrection, but not the soul. We go home to be with the Lord. So right. immediately we go to be in His presence, and um, and then uh, eventually at the rapture of the church, uh, Paul writes in First Corinthians chapter fifteen all about that. In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, we shall all be changed, and we get new resurrected bodies, new heavenly bodies. Um, so. It's quite a concept. Don't fully understand it, but that's what the Bible declares.
4: Yes, sir. I agree. I'm being baptized the 29th at Grace Church in Arvada.
3: Great. Super. That's wonderful. So, so, I mean, I'm glad you found us, Jack, on Calvary Live.
4: Yes, sir. I listen to you every day.
3: God bless you. Keep in touch, okay?
4: All right, sir. God bless
3: god bless you jack you know these questions come up sometimes they really burden people or if people want to know and we need to always go to what the word of god has to say and the truth of god's word god's word brings us a uh, truth and it brings us comfort and um and we can always stand on the the word of god and what it has to say for us hey we got some open lines when somebody hangs up that means that at least there's one open line, so 303-690-3000. Hope you're doing well on this Tuesday as we find ourselves uh, in summertime, and I know a lot of people are busy and a lot of people are gone. I want to remind you that uh, if you are, if those of you who are Grace FM uh, listeners in Colorado, um, that as you are traveling up to the mountains and a lot of people even if you're out east if you're a listener on truth and hope fm you come out to colorado that there is a strong signal for uh, grace fm all along the front range and up into estes park and rocky mountain national park and red feathers and up in the snowies and southern wyoming so you always have an opportunity to be tuned in and to listen to good bible teaching and uh, so wanted to pass that along and have that be a reminder uh, to you and also that technology is wonderful that if you're gone and on uh, vacation and it is vacation time that i want to encourage you stay in touch Uh, most churches have a live stream or you can listen Uh, to your service, and you can join in with the teaching and take the time to do that. So I want to remind you of those things, uh, if that's a possibility for you. Uh, But also, if you're coming out from the east and you're going to Rocky Mountain National Park, Stop by and say hello to us at Calvary Greeley here. Love to meet you and let us know you listen to us on Calvary Live. And uh, I've already had a couple of responses people saying they're going to stop by here later this month. Or if you're coming up to the Greeley Stampede, uh, many from Colorado and Wyoming, uh, stop by. Come by and say hello to us. And if you particularly come on a Sunday morning or you're here on a Wednesday, check out our services. Uh, And we have three money Uh, Sunday morning services and a Wednesday night. You can check out our website, calvarychapelgreeley.com, and just uh, would love to meet you and uh, have you uh, just come and let us know uh, that you you listen. And uh, it would be a blessing to me and uh, so blessed to be a part of your lives. So give me a call at 303-690-3000. And we do have open lines. That text line is 720-336-0897 and let's go to Rudy in Denver Rudy Rudy are you there Rudy Hello? Hi Rudy is this Rudy How's it going, Pastor? Good how are you doing
1: Um am not doing all right you know I okay. have um so, I we, have can... uh you know I just you know, like it says in the Bible, everything in darkness will come under light, you know, with all the glory. Mm-hmm. And I've called in the past to, uh, you know, help me stop drinking, help me stop doing drugs, and I've done that. But I didn't mm-hmm. mention anything about, you know, trying to provide selling drugs for my family. And my wife found out, you know, she let me have it. And you know, all the praying I'm doing and is real, it's real hypocritical. Yeah, and yeah. I just want to know how the Lord feels about me and maybe a prayer to move forward. Yeah, it's I'm under the light now, you. and I feel I'll be sanitized under His light, you know, in His glory, yeah. and I've been lying so much, and it yeah. hurts and me so bad, you know?
3: It does, Rudy, and I can hear it in your voice, but here's the thing. You mentioned about coming into the light, and Peter writes about, you know, when it comes to our salvation, He has brought us out of the darkness into His marvelous light so you don't want to be back in the darkness you don't want to be involved in those things and so uh, providing drugs for your family is something that you know that the lord um is saying stop you need to repent of and in it's sin and you're providing poison for them and so you need to ask god to help you repent from those things turn away and and not to do those things because It's not pleasing to the Lord. So we want to pray for you with that. And, um, you know, if you realize what I'm hearing from you is that you've stopped, you know, using drugs, why would you want to provide it for your family? So you need to pray for them. You need to get the help, your family, the help that they need. And so, Father, I pray for Rudy. I just pray for him. I know that that he's feeling convicted and that he would understand that conviction comes because you do love him and you love his family so lord i pray that he would stop and repent from providing drugs to his family and um and that he would do what is right and stop sinning and stop going in that direction And, Lord, he has been brought out of the darkness into the marvelous light. And why would he want to live in the darkness and put his family in bondage to drugs and sin? But, Lord, that his family would get the help that they need, that they would turn to you, that they would give their lives to you, that they would be in fellowship together as a family in a church that's going to support them and um, going to pray for them and give them counsel where they're going to hear truth. So, Lord, I pray this for Rudy And he he took the time to call. And and Lord, I just pray that the conviction that he has, he knows it's coming from you. And Lord, to turn away, to repent from the things that you're convicting him of. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, Rudy? Okay, I don't know if Rudy's still with us. But any of us that are in any sin, God is calling us to holiness. And I, I think about what... What Peter says when he says he's brought us out of the darkness into his marvelous light, we don't want to continue in sin. We, we are. Um, Paul writes, "Should we continue in sin that grace abounds?" He said, "No, um, that we are free from sin, and we're free to live for Him." And that's what it means to live in grace. Um, and if we can, you know, I'm so thankful that we have forgiveness when we do sin, but we don't want to continue in that. Uh, We need to do what's right, and God has called us to holiness. So anyway, um, so Rudy, we'll be praying for you. Um, Are you there, Rudy? Are you still with me? Yeah, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. you. So we're going to pray for you, but do what's right in the sight of the Lord. And are you connected to a church at all?
1: Well, yeah, I do. I do go to church, and um,
3: I'm about to get baptized, and that's why my wife
1: seems so hypocritical that I'm selling drugs. It wasn't my family, just a correction. I'm I'm selling drugs to provide. I'm scared to not be able to provide for my family.
3: Well, you're providing the wrong thing. Yes, I am. And what you're to provide for them, first of all, as you're a Christian, is the spiritual aspect Of truth and God's love and God's word, and you need to trust God in doing that. But you know it's wrong, and if you've stepped away from it, why would you want to provide your family for that? So, Rudy, I know I'm being a little bit strong with you, but you need to stop. And and you're a Christian now. You need to do what's right, and then trust God. And then you need to get the support of your church, and you need to you know um, have accountability and. Uh, for your church to be able to minister to your family, so you know what's right, do what's right, and get the help you need, the the spiritual support that you need, and um, and I'm glad to pray for you. I'm, I'm going to continue to pray for you.
1: I appreciate you. Thank you so much.
3: Okay, Rudy. Okay, so we'll much. talk to you later. Yeah, good night. Okay, Bye-bye. okay. Uh huh. All right, let's go to Robert in Castle Rock.
2: Hey, Pastor, how you doing?
3: I'm good. How are you?
2: I'm doing very well. Um, just before we start, I just want to say God bless you, Rudy. I understand what you're going through more than anyone. I've been there. Uh, anytime you relapse and you kind of mess up, just know that that feeling of guilt is the Holy Spirit convicting you. and it's, it's going to get better, man, I promise you. Keep your head up. God
4: bless you.
3: Appreciate it, Robert. And, you know, the other thing, Robert, on that is— you know, when the Holy Spirit convicts us, it's not to push us away from Him, right. it's to it's draw us to Him. To, yeah.
2: He loves us. He loves us, um, Amen. I just had a couple questions about the rapture and just kind of what y'all believe about it, because I've heard so many different theories and different things that people say. I'm just curious what y'all's take on it is.
3: So, well, okay. there's 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 different thoughts, there's different theories on it, there's... Um, there are some that say, and this is increasing in the Church, unfortunately, that there are some who say that there is no rapture. Um, When the Bible clearly tells us that there is a rapture, um, it's amazing. Uh, We're going over the book of Revelation, and so we've been talking about the rapture. Just on Sunday in the book of Romans, in chapter 13, it ends with, now's a high time to wake out of sleep, for your salvation is nearer than... Than, um, than, ever he before, thought, right? Yeah, and and the thing is, is Paul talked about when there's when there's two there's two distinct events that the Bible I see uh, very clearly uh, when it comes to the return of the Lord. One is the rapture of the church, and and so for the sake of our listeners, Robert, you're probably familiar with it that uh, Paul is talking about the the, the comfort of Christ coming and those who have fallen asleep. And he says, for the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a shout, shout. with the voice of an archangel, with the trumpet of God, and the dead in Christ will raise first. So the resurrection is, I I just uh, was talking to Jack in Westminster about, um, that the resurrection is getting new heavenly bodies. Um, You know, our bodies, what is mortal is going to be immortal, what is... Corrupt is going to be incorruptible. Um, so we're get, our earthly bodies are going to be resurrected to heavenly bodies. So he's talking about the dead in Christ are going to rise first. But then he says, then we, he's talking about we, the pronoun, who are alive and remain shall be caught up. And that's the Greek word harpazo. Some people say, well, the word rapture is not in the Bible. That's not totally true. Um, if you have a Latin Bible, it is the word rapturus, where we get our English word rapture. And it is a sudden taking. So he's telling us that we're going to meet the Lord uh, in the air, um, and there's going to be a generation of Christians that are alive that are going to meet the Lord in the air. He says, comfort one another with these words. So that's the rapture of the Church. Paul talks about in 1 Corinthians chapter 15 that... Um, that Um, In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trumpet, the trumpet will sound, and the dead will be raised incorruptible, and we shall be changed. So um, it's going to happen in the twinkling of an eye. I believe Jesus even talked about the rapture of the church in John chapter 14, uh, when he's talking to his disciples. And he said to them, Let not your hearts be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me." In my Father's house there are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go and prepare a place for you, and here's the key. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself, that where I am, there you may be also. In other words, I'm going to receive you to myself, and then we're going to be in heaven together. So we know that the rapture is biblical, and there's different thoughts of when the rapture is going to happen. Some believe that it's going to happen before that final seven-year period called the Tribulation Period. Uh, Some believe that it's going to happen in the middle of the Tribulation Period. Some believe that it's going to happen two-thirds of the way through. Some believe it will happen at the end of the Tribulation Period. Now, there's different thoughts. There are people that love the Lord. They're Christians. Um, You know, They've studied the Scriptures and come to different conclusions. The more that I study the Word of God, the more I am thoroughly convinced that that the Scripture is, is showing us that the rapture is going to happen before the tribulation period. So I hold to the pre-tribulation rapture uh, theory. Um, the reason is because Jesus said... Uh, that I come when you least expect, I come in an hour, you do you right, not know? when you
2: think not. And that was yeah. probably one of my biggest concerns, because I've heard a lot about pre-trib, mid-trib, and post-trib rapture. And I know in um, 2 Thess, 2.4, 2 Thessalonica, uh, it says, um, I want to write to you concerning our gathering together under the Lord, so be not soon shaken in mind. By spirit or letter from us. He says, That day shall not come until basically saying the Antichrist comes sitting on the throne of God, claiming that he is God. Uh, So basically, the Antichrist is here before anybody goes anywhere. And uh, along with, you know, like you said, Jesus said, I come in an hour when you think not. And I was thinking, well, when would that be? And a thought struck me. I don't know if it was the Holy Spirit or what, but you know, a thought struck me saying whenever people think that he's already here is when he's going to come. So the Antichrist is going to come claiming to be him. And so it's like there's kind of a lot of confusion. And I know God's not the author of confusion. And so I just kind of wanted to get a broader aspect of what y'all believe as a church about it.
3: Yeah. Well, when Paul was writing to the Church of Thessalonica, which is interesting because he was only there that we know of for three Sabbaths. So he talked about the rapture, he talked about the day of the Lord, and you kind of got to kind of look at what he taught in his first letter to them. And he would say, after he spoke of the rapture of the church, he said, But concerning the times and seasons, brethren, you have no need that I should write to you, for you yourselves know perfectly Mm -hmm. that the day of the Lord comes as a thief in thief in the night. When they say, so the pronoun changes. When they say peace and safety, sudden destruction comes upon them as labor pains upon a pregnant woman, but they shall not escape. But you, brethren, he's coming back to the church. You're not of darkness, so this they should overtake you as a thief. We're we're children of the light. In chap in Second Thessalonians, he's writing to them because somehow there was a letter or something that was going on telling the people they had missed the rapture of the church. So he's saying, concerning the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, our gathering together to him, he says, don't be upset, don't be shaken in mind, don't think that it's a a letter from us as though the day of Christ had come. Let no one deceive you by any means. For that day, that is the day of Christ, the day of the Lord. What is the day of the Lord? The day of the the Lord is the tribulation period. Well, it's the tribulation period. That includes the second coming of Jesus Christ in the millennium reign. When you go to the day of the Lord, in the Old Testament, it speaks of judgment followed by blessing. Same thing with what Jesus had warned the disciples in Luke chapter 21, that he said that, Take heed, lest your hearts be weighed down with carousing, drunkenness, and cares of life. And that day, what day? The day of the Lord come upon you unexpectedly. Then he says, Watch therefore and pray always. That you may be counted worthy to escape all these things that will come to pass and stand before the son of man so jesus is telling us there's a way of escape that you don't have to go through the day of the lord and i believe that we are going to be raptured we'll be in that scene of revelation chapter five standing before the throne singing that new song and just uh as chapter six then begins with the tribulation period but we will be in heaven that's my thought uh, I've studied the scriptures. It was promised to the book uh, in the book of Revelation, chapter 3, to the church of Philadelphia. He promised that it will take you out of and away from the hour of tribulation that shall come mm-hmm. upon the whole earth to test those who dwell on the earth. There's only one hour where tribulation comes upon the whole earth, and that is the tribulation period. He promised mm-hmm. not to take us through, but to take us out of and away from, is how the Greek reads. So right. I think. The doctrine of imminent return is all over the New Testament. And to look for him, his coming's at hand. He can come at any time. When you're in the tribulation period... You know, you see the middle of the tribulation with the abomination and desolation, the Antichrist, as we read in Second Thessalonians two, that goes into the rebuilt temple, proclaims himself as God. You're expecting Jesus, you know, the rapture to happen at that time or or Jesus or at the end of the tribulation period. So that doesn't fit in with what Jesus says. Did I come when you're least expected? And so he could come on a day like today. And um so I believe there's no prophecy that needs to be fulfilled. For the rapture of the church
2: awesome well thank you pastor i really appreciate your time uh, thank you
3: good question good question thank you appreciate it yes, keep sir. studying God Robert. Bless you,
2: man. have a wonderful day
3: you bet so for those of you who are listening, perhaps you have a different view of the rapture. We're still fellowship. We, still, we don't divide over those things. But I know for me um, that I teach that the Lord can come at any time. And it has a purifying effect on our lives. John says that when we see him, we will be like him. And he who has this hope purifies himself. That is the hope, the blessed hope of the Lord's return. And uh, if we are living every single day that perhaps we don't know the day or the hour uh, of the Lord's return, but maybe, just maybe today He can come for me and I want to live for Him. And we're told to be watching, to be sober, to be vigilant all throughout the New Testament. Hey, give me a call. We got open lines 303 We're going to go to break. Then we'll get to Greg from Baltimore after the break and we'll be right back.
0: Welcome back to Calvary Live. Give us a call at 303-690-3000 or text us at 720-336-0897. Let's join Calvary Live right now. And you are
3: indeed listening to Calvary Live. Welcome back to the second half of the program. We've had a great first half, great questions. You know, it really blesses me to see people are studying the Word of God, and, and we should never exhaust... Uh, studying the scriptures, and sometimes, unfortunately, Christians can think, "Well, um, I've I've been to church. I went to Sunday school. I went to youth group. I I was in a Bible study, and began to uh, drop off uh, Bible study. Begin to um, you know not prioritize being in the Word of God. We need the Word of God more than ever in our lives today, uh, especially when we see all the things that are going around uh, us in culture, in our society, uh, that can lead us away, all the voices that uh, are out there uh, that lead us away from tr- you know, truth. And uh, we need the Word of God. And if you don't know the Word of God, I say this continually to my congregation, you will get deceived. It's just a matter of time. And so we need to be students of the Word, be workmen who need not be ashamed, rightly dividing, the Word of Truth, and that uh, should be our heart and our goal. We're here on uh, Calvary Live to help you with that. Uh, Grace FM, Christian Radio, you guys listening on Truth and and Hope FM, you're so blessed to hear good Bible teaching. And um, and so uh, take advantage of it. Be taken in the Word of God uh, continually. Uh, have your devotions. Be in church. The Bible says, don't forsake the assembly of ourselves together, especially as you see the day approaching. Uh, We're seeing that we're in very unique, perilous times. We're seeing the day approach, and we need to be together and encouraging one another. So I want to encourage you in that way. And uh, we need each other, and we need to be in the Word of God. And and hopefully we can help you and bless you on the show, Calvary Live, And uh, So give me a call. We have an open line, 303-690-3000. Let me give you that text number again. You can text in a question or a prayer request. And that text line is 720-336-0897. So put those in your contacts, in your favorites, and you can pull them up whenever you want to give us a call here on Calvary Live. But let's go ahead. Let's go to Greg in Baltimore. Uh, whenever you want to
4: give us a call here Greg.
5: on Calvary Live, but let's go ahead. Let's go to Greg. Hey, Greg. Hang on Greg? a second here. Turn this radio off, sir.
3: Yeah, there you go. That'll help us out. How are you, there Greg? There
5: we go. Well, God bless you today, and um, I would like to have a couple of prayer requests sent out. Um, Absolutely. One, my daughter Allison. Um, we all know that that Jesus is our anchor, and you know you everybody everybody drifts a little bit, but uh, if you're anchored with Jesus, you can only drift so far, and then you yeah. feel that tug, and you get pulled back to Jesus. Right. But what I'm saying with my daughter Allison, uh, I. You know, I think her line got snapped, and she has drifted way far off. So I would really like a lot of prayers for her, for her salvation. Um, We've tried to talk to her. Uh, She pretty much is going on her own and doing her own thing. She really doesn't want to talk to us anymore. But we feel we know when the time is right. That the Lord, the Lord never leaves anybody, no matter how far they drift. That's that, that's the key. Right. She just needs to know that He's there, and know what she's doing isn't right. And that's one of the reasons why she won't talk to us because we try to tell her and talk to her about certain things, and she doesn't want to listen to us.
3: Well, we're going to um, pray. And then you had another prayer request?
5: Yes, yes, sir. Uh, My brother-in-law, John, uh, just had emergency brain surgery uh, last week where he collapsed to the floor, and they rushed him in, and they did emergency brain surgery. uh, And he had blood on his brain, and he had a, a stroke, and he's still in ICU right now. So he needs a lot of prayers also. He's uh far from being out of the woods. Um so I I would like to have some prayers for my family. The whole my whole family need prayer.
3: Absolutely. Let's do that. So Father, I thank you for um, Greg calling and his daughter um has been drifting away from you. Um being one that was raised in a Christian home, you know her heart, you know everything about her, so we pray that you would draw her to yourself, Lord, that you would take the blindness away as she's being blinded to the truth. Um, you take her heart and soften her heart. as uh, She would listen to Greg, um, godly counsel, that, Lord, that you would just bring her to that point of, um, Lord, realizing she needs you to to come home to to give her heart to you for salvation you know her condition and lord we just commit her to you allison we pray to even right now as we're speaking that you begin to convict her heart and lord draw her to yourself and bring her into truth and i also want to pray for john and and um just he went through brain surgery um he's um gone through a lot you know everything his condition um and i just pray for greg's brother-in-law that you would bring healing to him that you would restore his health that you would strengthen him and lord i pray for greg as he calls in to help him minister to his family whether it is uh to john or whether to allison or whoever else it might be i thank you for his faith i thank you he expresses how you are our anchor and Lord, I thank you for that, and I just pray that you bless Greg. That we lift these uh, two individuals up to you. We pray for you to show yourself strong on their behalf, work in a miraculous way, in Jesus' name. Amen.
5: Amen. And as you were talking, Pastor, uh huh, I was feeling the Holy Spirit. I've, I Praise was God. feeling it. So good. Good. I, I know. You know. God, God answers prayers on his terms like we always want to try to have them done immediately. And it doesn't work that way. And people need to realize that. They just need to keep the faith. Keep the faith. It's like anything that you do. You don't, you know, as Billy Graham would say when he was alive before he went home to the Lord, talking about faith, how you have faith that the banker is going to, you know, when you send in your check. It's going to get paid. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, you're driving up a hill and you're getting ready to crest over the hill. You don't get out of your car and leave it neutral and go look over to make sure somebody's not coming in your lane. You have faith that you're going to drive over and trust that that person is going to be in the right lane. It's all yeah. about faith. Yeah.
3: Faith and gr- Greg, keep yes, the sir. faith, man. Keep going. Thanks for calling. Keep in touch with us, Okay.
5: I sure will. Thank you. Thank you, Pastor.
3: Okay. Bye-bye. God bless you. Always a privilege to pray with people, especially, you know, for family members. And when we have a, uh, a prodigal son or daughter or somebody who's sick, I'm so thankful that we can go to the Lord. He hears our prayers. I want you to remember that. Um, he's not deaf to our prayers. And sometimes we think, Lord, do you hear me? Do you... You know, are my prayers important? And One of the things we're going to see soon um, in the book of Revelation, chapter 8, that there's a hush that's in heaven and the prayers of the saint are presented to the Lord. And it's like the Lord says, I want everything quiet because these prayers are very important to me. And they are important to him. Keep praying and uh, don't stop praying. And, and let's pray for each other. And, and uh, that's so important in the body of Christ. Uh, let's go to Lalo in Loveland. Hey, Lalo. Hi.
4: Yes, sir. How are you doing, Pastor?
3: Good. How are you?
4: Very good, very good. I I had a question on uh, the rain when it rained for Noah. uh, I was just wondering if I'm reading it right, is that the first time it ever rained?
3: Well, that's what um, is the thought. That's what we think. Because in Genesis chapter 1, when the Lord made the earth, there was a firmament around the earth that you read about in chapter 1. And that firmament, what it was, was a water canopy. So the earth was a whole lot different. The the climate was a whole lot different. So what you have is fossil records of, for example, they have found tropical plants in the Antarctica. They have found tropical plants, the fossils, that is, in the Sierra Desert. They found a mammoth that was, you know, frozen in the North Pole with vegetation in its mouth. So something happened very, very quickly. And what happened was, as you read the book of Genesis, that um, as it began to rain, it it is believed it never had rained before. That firmament began to collapse. And it began to rain upon the earth 40 days. Um, And then water came from underneath the crust of the earth as well. So there was a lot of water that, that was coming down. And now as the earth rotated on its axis, because perhaps the earth was straight up on its axis and it was tropical climate all around the earth before the flood, now we have the continents that perhaps drifted apart uh, as they, those tectonic plates skidded, it, mountain ranges were uh, lifted up. Um, and we have a completely different world now. We have the oceans as the water receded. There is a lot of good science and a good uh, reference for you, uh, lay low, to read about these things more in detail, more accurately than what I am giving to you. Is the answers in Genesis, and they talk all about that. So it is believed that that's the first time it really rained uh, upon the earth. Is when that firmament, you know, um, just collapsed and it began to rain all that water upon the earth. Ah, huh, interesting! Isn't it fascinating?
4: Yeah, that's pretty cool. <laughs> and
3: huh. and what? Here's something that's uh, also is going to happen. You know what's interesting is in um, it's it's important to understand the beginning. It will help you understand the end. And unfortunately, there are those even that um, call themselves churches that they don't really believe in the first eleven chapters of Genesis. They don't believe it's inspired by God. That the flood was just, you know, a local flood or is a myth. They don't believe in the six days of creation. Um, you know, they don't believe what God declares in His Word very clearly. It's interesting when you go to the Book of Revelation. We were looking at this last Wednesday because on Wednesday nights uh, we just uh, started that looking at that period of time called the tribulation period, and in chapter six it talks about that every island is going to be removed every mountain is going to be you know removed as well there's going to be this huge geologic upheaval so some believe that you know every so often the earth goes into a wobble that perhaps the axis of the earth is going to change once again when Jesus comes back and establishes his kingdom that there's going to be um there's going to be geologic change to where like for example the dead sea in israel today um is going to be full of life uh the desert's going to bloom so it there's going to be you know uh that restoration that's going to come to the earth once again uh may be very similar to what we saw before the flood so it's interesting to think about those things and read about those things um and uh and to, to know that things are going to be a lot different in a millennium reign.
4: It's it's just amazing reading the Bible itself. I was uh, raised in the Catholic church where we never even opened the Bible. And yeah. when I got saved at 24, I started reading it. And it's just, I mean, I'm over 50, and I still find things in it that are just... yeah, It's incredible it keeps, to think about.
3: Yeah, keep studying Because you got a similar story uh, as I do. I was in my 20s, raised Catholic, and I first walked into a Calvary chapel and they opened the Bible and read from it. It it just, it's so true that the Word of God is alive and powerful and sharper than any two edged sword. (laughs) It touched my heart. And Uh... so you can never exhaust the Word of God, and it's so true. And every, here's the thing every dot and tittle of it is going to be fulfilled. And um you know, I just I'm so excited um that I have a book here that doesn't just contain truth, it is truth, it is all truth for every area of my life, and the truth about God and how He loves us and he created us the 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 work of salvation of Jesus on the cross, that I can be assured of my salvation and then how to live and experience that abundant life, and then the promise that he has for me that he's going to take us to be with himself. We'll be with him forever. We're going to rule and reign with him. I love studying the scriptures because it gives me hope. There's not hope in this world. And for anybody that's out there listening, if you're putting your hope in this world, that is not your hope. Jesus Christ is your hope. Turn to him. And this world's going to come to a disastrous end. So um, that's why I love studying the word. And Lalo, I'm so glad that you've discovered the word of God and truth of God's word. And what a blessing to hear that!
4: It, it makes me feel like a, a spoiled kid because I can, I can. Uh, if anything bad happens, I don't have to worry about. It. I, I and I love that. I love that I don't have to worry about anything. And people always tell me I can, you know, that don't, I don't, I don't worry you or freak you out I'm like no nah, man. It's, if it's supposed yeah. to happen that way, it's supposed to happen that way. I ain't, ain't worried about it, and yeah. I, I, I love that I can think that way because before I. I I wasn't like that. Yeah. So yeah absolutely. I, I love reading the Bible and seeing what he has for me.
3: Right. And all Amen. I can do is
4: wait, and I'm good with that.
3: Amen. Amen. Hey, thanks for calling, Lalo. Appreciate Thank it. Thank you,
4: Pastor. Thanks for everything you do.
3: Absolutely. It's a privilege. We still got a little bit of time. Give me a quick call 303 690 3000. But let's go to Joshua in New Jersey. Joshua? Yeah, Pastor, how you doing? Good. How are you?
6: I'm all right. I'm so, I'm so glad to be on your program this evening, this afternoon.
3: <laughs> well, thank you for calling. Right. Yeah. I'm a
6: for constant listening to the program and and and, and uh, I think um God's word uh what give us confidence and what makes us grow as believers is through the knowledge of His word and I just want to commend you for the great job you are doing yeah and then, Appreciate but the one 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 question that I have um uh, is from um the book of First corinthians uh chapter fourteen verse thirty five and thirty four to 35 mm-hmm. and uh, if you don't mind if I'm to read, uh, I can just read it real quick yeah Yeah, and it, and it says uh is it the, the women the women shall keep silent in the churches, but they are not permitted to speak. But should be in submission, as the Lord also says. If there is anything they decide to listen to learn, let them ask their husbands at home. For it is shameful for a woman to speak in church. And 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 yeah, I, I really want to understand that word because you know most most churches, the most churches that I've seen, and for the couple, of, you know, for the couple of, uh, of months. They like um, I don't want to call church name, but be silent their women because of this of this of this voice. So I don't know. I really want to understand. You know what it really saying. Does it really mean well, sure that women speaking?
3: Yeah, there's there's some that take this to a real extreme, and there's some right. that completely ignore this. And Paul talks about when he's writing to Timothy as well about you know women being silent in the church, and. Here, you got to keep it in the context. He's talking about, you know, prophesying and he's talking about speaking in tongues in the corporate meeting in chapter 14. When you read 1 Corinthians, Paul has already assumed the right of women to pray or prophesy publicly. Uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verses 1 through 16. In that chapter, it's an important chapter to understand. He's talking about authority, he's talking about order. That's what he's talking about here in chapter 14. At the end of the chapter, what does he say? He says, do everything decently and in order. So what he's talking about is, instead of judging prophecy, he's talking about order for the women. Some believe that perhaps that what was happening is that the service was being disrupted by women asking questions or, or whatever. And Paul, he... Here's the thing that we need to understand. Just because there's authority or there's order in the service, um, that there's a role of men, there's a role of women. Women play a very important role in the church. But Paul says that when it comes to an elder, when it comes to uh, the pastor, teacher, that that the men are to be in that role, the husband of one wife, and um, it doesn't mean that women can't speak in church. It doesn't mean that they can't teach because the younger women, the older women are to admonish the younger women. That means that they can teach. Um, they mm-hmm. can have the gift of teaching. But to be silent, and I think that's a strong word in the Greek, it has more of a meaning of being submissive. So don't mm-hmm. disrupt the service. You know, let mm-hmm. the men, the, the elders, Be ones that are judging the prophecy, because prophecy should be judged. And if you got a question, ask your husbands at home. Don't just disrupt the service. Let everything Mm -hmm. be done decently and in order. So I think that's you know what the gist of what's being said at in the service here. Um, It could be that the men and women sat apart because that was part of the Jewish culture. But here, the Church of Corinth, the Greek, they may have done the same thing so um you know i I think that we read this and we can think that paul was just a chauvinist didn't like women you know wasn't married um i paul's talking about order he's talking about the authority in the church and the leadership is to have the authority to judge that prophecy and we should judge it and so um the ladies have your proper authority and here's the key Here's right. the key, Joshua, is right. just because there's order and just because there's authority, it doesn't mean that um, that God loves the man more than the woman or right. that women are inferior to men or right. that men are superior in some way. It just means they have different roles, and right. they're very important roles that are there, and order is very important to the Lord. So in 1 Corinthians chapter 11, he talks about all that. And, you know, he says, I want you to know that the head of every man is Christ, the head of woman is man, and the head of Christ is God. And so we know that when he says that the the head of Christ is God, was Jesus inferior to the Father? Mm -hmm. No. He was equal with the Father. He found himself, you know, um, he was equal with the Father. Philippians chapter 2 did not consider robbery to be equal with him, but submitted In humility to become a man go to the cross and to the you know um, to allow himself to die um, even on the cross so that's what Philippians talks about so when we talk about order and submission there's a lot about submission that we need to understand it doesn't mean that um, women are inferior we're equal in God's eyes Um, but the thing is we have different roles and we're to submit to one another. So I think Paul's mostly talking about in that chapter. He's talking about order and authority in the public service. Yes.
6: So, so thank you so much. You know, it, it's very important. Yeah, understanding the scripture is, is, is very, very important. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so I just, I just want to thank. So I want to thank. You, thank you so much. Uh, you bet. Insight. Thanks for and, calling. And Good question.
3: Good questions. Yeah. All right. Absolutely. God bless you.
6: God
3: bless you too, Pastor. Thank you. You bet. And that's a big topic in the Church today. That's It's a heated debate. You know, can women have the role as pastors? And, and I know what the Scripture has to say. Women have a very important role in the Scriptures, but uh, order is important to the Lord, and submission. And, you know, just because we submit, Jesus submitted, he d- did it out of humility, and he did it out of obedience to the Father and uh, so we want to really pray about these things and and think through these things but i just want to say to all the ladies that are listening out there you're very important you have an important ministry i could not do the ministry here at calvary chapel if it wasn't for the roles of women here that are teaching children's ministry lady studies that have different other areas than that they're serving in and i so respect them so much and appreciate their ministry but when it comes to the 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 position of an elder, um we hold to uh the husband of one wife, or that is that God intended that uh, the men be the leaders and um when it talks about women being silent in the church it wasn't doesn't mean that you sit down and be quiet, don't say anything you're not inferior to us you're not um you know unequal to us, but we just have different roles. And there's um, there's the role of men and the role of women. And your your role is very important, ladies, and what you teach and the gifts that you have. And um, so that's where we're at. And sometimes I know it's not popular in culture to talk about these things or to really look at Scripture. I know there's disagreement in some of these areas. Uh, but I'm just a Bible teacher. And I'm just going to tell you what the Bible has to say. And if it's in the Bible, it was important enough for God to put it in the Bible. So, hope that's an encouragement to you and um, hope that uh, brings some clarity to Joshua in New Jersey. Appreciate him calling. So, we're getting towards the end of the show. And I just so appreciate all the questions that come in and uh, the callers. And we've had a great show, different questions about anywhere from the beginning uh, when God created to the end when the Lord comes back. And for you, once again, stay in the Scriptures, be studying the Word of God, and know that all Scripture, a good uh, verse to remember, and I used to teach this to my um, students when I taught uh, New and Old Testament survey, high school students, that all Scripture is inspired by God and uh, is God-breathed, and it is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that we may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. And that all of it, from Genesis to Revelation, is God-breathed for our benefit. And this is truth given to us. And Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And His Word doesn't change. And I am so thankful. You know, the world's philosophy changes. um, Culture changes. um, People's thoughts change uh, all the time. But God's Word doesn't change. And, um, you know, the grass will wither. The flower fade away. But the Word of God will stand forever, as the prophet Isaiah declares. And and we can be sure of that. And that uh, gives me just comfort, and I can learn from God uh, because He's speaking to me through the Scriptures. So please continue to be a student of the Word of God and know that He wants the very best for us. Uh, he wants to give us uh, His um, plan of salvation through Jesus Christ who went to the cross. And and the Word of God, we can say, yes, Lord, that this is true, that Jesus is our salvation. There's none other. And then how we can live life uh, to every area of our lives and how the church, you know, should function. And we can look at the Word of God and not just, you know, uh, uh, give in to the latest trends or what culture says or, or you know, whatever the case may be. But we can be healthy and sound because we have the Word of God, so uh, hopefully that's a, a, a encouragement to you. Uh, go to church, be in fellowship, especially the days in which we were in, and um, and continue to listen to Christian radio because it's a blessing to be able to redeem the time when you're driving or at home or or you're able to to do that uh, whenever. So, and we hope that we can be a blessing to you in every way. Thank you, everybody. God bless you. Had a great show today. And we'll talk to you next time.
0: You've been listening to Calvary Live. Tune in next time for prayer and God's word.